The Dallas Mavericks played maybe their worst offensive game of the entire season in game five versus the Suns. Why? Break that all down and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. don't believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you're locked on the dallas mavericks my name is nick angstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network thank you thank you honestly from the bottom of my heart for making locked on maps your first listen today and every day remember locked on maps is free and available on all platforms including youtube where the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below i'm sure there are no suns fans here commenting let's go suns below i'm sure Wait, there are suns fans i'm sure there, there were suns I'm fans. sure there, it's the same suns fans are cha- chanting suns in four the same ones that chanted suns uh, in six tonight orange man and joining me as always my co-host writer and contributor at mavs.com the marquis crisscross the one more thinking what you got for me isaac harris <laughs> incredible camera work from the crew, just getting that tunnel oh my shot. Gosh. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't. Obviously, I didn't mind any of that at the end of the game. I thought it was funny. The I only mean, way that would have made that worse if 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 Marquise Chris ran back there and just clocked Bismack and like like <laughs> just like just to make it the worst that, night I mean, that it could have been. <laughs> Biombo did go for a dunk when they're up by twenty eight with you I, know three seconds left. So I tend I, to be a person that's like, hey, don't get beat by thirty. Instead, like just the under the unwritten rules bothered me. It's like, yeah, I get it. He's going for a dunk when you're up thirty, like whatever. But but in the play. It's playoffs. The tensions are high. So anyway, oh, I thought that was sure. I thought that was funny, man. There's just so so much went wrong for Dallas tonight that it was just like holy crap. Just the the floodgates, you know, open for Phoenix, and they got back on track and they won their they won their game at home in Game Five, and we're gonna roll this thing back to Dallas in Game Six. I honestly peace left- out. Boom. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly left game five, game five, Mavericks lose 80 to 110, 80 points. I literally left that game thinking, wow, there's no way the Mavericks can play that bad again. I almost felt encouraged. Like that was literally one of the worst games they've played this entire year. Let's go. Let's go to the numbers. Because Dwight, because Dwight Powell, seven minutes. Let's go to the numbers. Shall we? I'm not doing Dwight Powell first segment. I didn't know if you wanted to touch on that. Mavs worst offensive games this year by offensive rating. January, the Knicks game, 92 offensive rating back in January. Mm. Tonight, (laughs) the Suns, 86 offensive rating. March That's against the amazing. Knicks, 85 offensive rating. October, the the season opener against the Hawks. Remember that one? Remember that game against the Hawks that looked like just, oh, God, this team is so bad. 82.8 offensive rating. And then a week later, that game against the Nuggets, one of the worst, like 75 offensive rating from the Mavericks. Like this game was so bad. It was in that category of bad games for the Mavericks. And honestly, I don't know how much credit I give the Suns in this because the Mavericks played themselves out of that game so thoroughly and so badly and got in their heads so much that they wouldn't have beaten anybody tonight. 
Yeah, I mean, I do want to credit the Suns a little bit. I thought they made some adjustments. I, I thought Mont- I, I say that in I say that in jest. I'm not like literally giving the Suns <laughs> no credit. I mean. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I thought some of the things Monty did. Um, you know, it was his team. It was his turn to tinker, right? right like they, right. he tinkered with his own adjustments, and you know, they hadn't I, made any. The Suns had sorry, the Suns hadn't made any adjustments through the first yeah. four games at all. They were still doing the same thing, still trying the same stuff. And we were wondering in our last crossover, like, when are the Suns gonna make any adjustments? And here's where it came. Yeah. So I mean, they, you know, the obvious move for them was pretty much saying, "Hey, Javale, you're out of the rotation. <laughs> we're replacing you with Biombo," which and Cam. You know, and yeah, well, Cam's out too, but you know, Biombo's decent on the perimeter. Like he's 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 <laughs> mobile. Like it, it's kind of a weird um kind of subplot for his career of you know, was he done? Like is he gonna play again? And then he's this like third center on their team, and now he's mm-hmm. playing like good minutes for him. And he he defends well on the perimeter. That was a, a tiny tinkering move for them. You know, he played 21 minutes, but it was solid minutes for him. I thought. I thought one of the more underrated things is they had they timed their doubles on Luca perfectly. Yes. Like how they game plan that when they brought the double, when when they showed of like, hey, we're gonna kind of halfway double you and like, like show it, but we're not gonna fully commit to the double. I thought they played Luca really well defensively like that. You know, they they went to the Mikel on on Brunson, you know, Crowder on Luca early, like first quarter early. Um, you know, earlier than normal, they tinker with a little bit in the fourth in a previous game. They just had a bunch of like smaller things outside of, hey, making shots outside of Devin Booker being super efficient tonight and doing what I mean, Booker did what a star was supposed to do as far as like shooting wise. Like he put the ball in the basket and on a big stage. And I mean, he's the reason he's the main reason why they won game five. For sure, for sure. The sun, the Suns did everything they needed to do to win this All game. All right, that's the most I can say positive was, about the Phoenix say, right now. I, I'm trying. Say, but the, I don't think the Suns even made that many defensive adjustments. The Mavs still, in the first quarter, got everything they wanted on offense. They, they got every matchup they wanted. They got the Chris Paul one-on-ones from Luka and Brunson. They got open threes. They got you know kick-out threes. They got everything that they, they wanted to get. They had an offensive rating 144 after the first quarter. Remember that I told you it was one of their worst offensive games. So that's how bad the last three quarters were. Is their first quarter went almost as well as they could have expected offensively. But yeah. that's not the way the Mavericks have won this series at all. The Mavericks have not won this series outgunning or out out efficiencying the, the Suns, right? Yeah. Like it was 144 to 121 offense defensive rating for the Mavs in the first quarter. And the Mavericks have won this series by mucking it up, by making it a you know a slower game, which it was in, in that first quarter, but by limiting the Suns and not letting them score at will. They had, you know, that that offensive rating, that defensive rating for the Mavs in the first quarter is not one that they have won in this series against the Suns. Like you just don't allow them to score that efficiently. And they win the game, and they were able to get the same. The Suns were able to get the same stuff that they got in the first quarter, in the second, in the second quarter, and the third, and were making them more often. And then the Mavericks couldn't rely on their offense to hit what was it, four out of eight from three, like they did in the first quarter, and it just it tanked from there. And you could see this Mavs team just like deflate after those threes didn't go in. Yeah, and they honestly, we've gone too far without putting some blame on Luca because I thought that no, second quarter, not, I can't go there anymore. What? <laughs> blame it's, it's, Luca. Not, it's not worth it <laughs> I, because I, I thought that he just it was just he runs the offense right and i thought that, mm. that when he was running the offense it, was, it just looked so flat it looked so much like he was just trying to take advantage of mismatches and he just 
forced a bunch of jumpers, and I, I just didn't think he played a particularly good game. And the, didn't, the like, start, I mean, the the start of this game, well, great. The first like six minutes, the first half of the first quarter, just the whole I, first I think, quarter. I think a lot of us were like, "Is this going to be a like an all timer Luca game?" You know, We've he been starts off. For one. Yeah, I mean, he starts off like three of three. Like he had some good moments there. Dorian hits a couple threes. They finally threw the first punch in a game. It's like, let's yeah. go. We're not going down early, you know, and all this. We start off 10 to 3. The Mavericks yeah, start like, 10 to 3. That's how you want to start this game five on the road. And Luca, particularly, like he he had his shot look good. He great. had the energy. But man, I, I mean, I made a note of it. Like that six minute mark in the first quarter, then I don't know. It was weird. It was like Luca. You know, I, I'm not going to go into too much <laughs> stuff, but lackadaisical is a word I'll just throw out there. It felt lackadaisical out there from him, and he I started settling. The, I marked at the two-minute mark. They had two shot clock violations. Like, everything was going right for them in the first quarter, and then all of a sudden, two shot clock violations basically in a row after a weird timeout yeah. that they had to take. Like, that's how bad it got, and then it just went completely downhill from there. And it's not all on Luka, the offense, for sure. I did think that Brunson had a pretty good game though when he was playing. He because Brunson's Brunson's job is pretty is pretty easy. Luca's is very hard, right? Luca's Luca's job in this offense is the offense. <laughs> his job is to run the offense. It's very hard. He has to be really sharp. He has to his passes have to be perfect. He has to do so much stuff right. And so I understand having an off game for sure. But then if he has an off game, then the Mavericks just have an off game because they haven't they don't have enough talent around him to be able to to step up without Brunson even had a pretty decent game 21 points for him he's 9 to 17 he was like the only guy scoring in the, in the third quarter really at all but yeah. uh this game was just so bad for the Mavericks offensively that you almost just throw it out it's one of those games throughout the year if we had done if this was a regular season game Isaac and I would have gotten on this podcast the way we did after those Knicks games the way that we did after that Hawks game and just be like this is a game that happens like once a month you kind of throw it out and then you just move on to the next thing so Coming up, what things can we take away from this game? Uh, how did it go so bad in the third quarter, and who else maybe stood out that needs uh, to, that deserves some blame here? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about the best thing you can do for your body in 60 seconds. It's AG1, Athletic Greens. Uh, we started taking Athletic Greens because we wanted something that helps and that gives us the vitamins that, that we need. You can go and get 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a blend of ingredients to support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and aging, all those things. Every single one of those things it can help you out with. So check out Athletic Greens. The product is AG1, and to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, Athletic Greens AG1. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen this day. <laughs> Touches my heart that you're making Lockdown Mavs a listen today. <laughs> Uh, now go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Our boy Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and Chad Ford gave him the NBA Big Board newsletter. That's a huge deal. He's hosting it with our friend of the pod, Richard Stamen, a.k.a. Mavs Draft, and others to give you an in-depth look at the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Player Rankings, all that stuff. And, of course, Big Board's free and available wherever you get your podcast, Locked On NBA Big Board. All right, Isaac. We talked about Luca a little bit, and 
it, he was just off in this game. It seemed like he was trying to take take too many take too many mismatches, take advantage of, of guys too much. And the Suns played pretty good one on one defense. Luca wasn't getting, still wasn't getting body fouls in this game. He went to the line and shot seven free throws, but he wasn't getting the, the fouls that he wanted. Uh, take that as as you <laughs> take that as you will. But um, and he had two assists in this game. The Suns decided. The Suns decided again to like, hey, we are not going to let these other guys beat us. We're going to let Luca beat us one on one, and Luca didn't have it in, in, in him tonight to beat him one on one, and that was kind of the game. The Mavs have four assists in the first quarter. They finished the game with nine. So they literally had five assists over the last three quarters. I mean, in a nine way, this has got to be a record, too. Yeah, I mean, it's like, in, in a way, that that's the that's the story of the game, right? Like, I mean, Tim McMahon had a, had a tweet there towards the end of the game. He said, Suns have 18 assists, six turnovers. The Mavs have seven assists, 16 turnovers. It's like... I mean, you just can't roll nine, with that. Sorry. Yeah. Nine assists in a game. Only one team this entire season in the regular season has had less than nine assists in one game. Wow. The Toronto Raptors in February against the Pelicans in a game that they lost by 30. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, and I think, you know, it's a combination of Dallas missing their shots. You know, Reggie went over three tonight. Um, they didn't get their three pointers up. Like they only he attempted. Only, he only got three threes. <laughs> yeah, they they only attempted thirty two as a team. You know, Dorian only attempted five. Reggie three. You know, game four they both attempted over over ten, like yeah. double digit threes. Um, you know, this feels like a broken record that we keep on saying is they got to shoot them. Like keep launching them, but the way you shoot them is you get into the paint. And Dallas just, that's the whole key for Dallas. They just stopped getting into the paint. They stopped trying to get to the rim to kick it out to these guys. And even and sometimes when they did, this is where that little tinkering when it comes to Phoenix, they stayed home a little bit better. They yeah. they showed the double, got Luka to kind of like, hey, th- throw it to a guy. And then they, they you know they picked off, what how many turnovers Luka finished with? He, he had four, so it wasn't that bad. But No, the turnovers weren't on him. Yeah, so it's just I thought it was that combination of they play better defense, staying home a little bit more on on Phoenix's side, and Dallas just didn't make the shots. Yeah, that is what it is. That third quarter was just so bad. At the two minute mark, yeah, two minutes and twenty two seconds left in the third quarter. The Sun, the Mavericks had eight points in the third. Like through the first ten minutes, they had eight points and eleven turnovers. In the third quarter. Like that yeah. is just mind-blowingly so bad that there's no real way to like explain it. It's just everything that could have gone bad for the Mavs did. Um and, and there's, you, re- I mean, you there's just, reasons for it. Well, you just like pick your pick your stat that you want to go over. I know over, everything right? like, went wrong. You know, we were joking, but somebody tweeted at me during the you know, towards the end of the game was like, Yeah, what about that rebounding battle? I'm like, all right, well, what stat do you want to talk about tonight? Because points <laughs> points in the paint, they lost about twenty. Second chance points, 14 to two. Phoenix had 14 of them because they had 12 offensive rebounds. You know, bench points, bench points. <laughs> 38 to 23 for Phoenix. Points like, off it, turnovers. Points off turnovers. Assist. We talked about assists, but Phoenix had 28. Dallas had nine. It's almost a 20 different, you know, differential <laughs> when it comes to assists. So, like, you just go across the board. And I mean, Phoenix just, they played the better game. And, you know, everything hinged for Phoenix on that third quarter. The third yeah. quarter, you know, the the punch that you've been expecting from Phoenix to start games, 
it's like they saved it and said, you know, we're going to throw this thing. We're going to throw this sucker in the third quarter. And they well, threw first it. Quarter, the first quarter, the Mavs really took the Suns out of their game. It, it felt like, yeah. like the Mavs made the Mavs made the punch, and then the Suns had a punch coming because they just do like this. We have to remember, even after a two-two series, like this Suns team is still really, really good. They were incredible in the clutch. They can turn it on when they want, and they did in this game. And it just happened to be in that third quarter. And then the Mavericks, at the same time, the Suns were giving their punch. Then the Mavericks were just like pooping in a cardboard box somewhere else, like just oh. not doing anything. That, right. So that that third quarter, you know, Phoenix won that third quarter 33 to 14. All right. <laughs> 16 points in the paint in that third quarter. Dallas had 12 turnovers in the third quarter. 12 turnovers in the in the third quarter on that. Uh they only had one assist in the third quarter. They only had two free throws. They shot 12% from three in the third quarter. I mean, that that's the quarter that just sunk them. And there's just, it felt like anything they tried to do, you know, they didn't do it well. Then they started making bad decisions. They started settling a lot. It was just, it was kind of weird. There was times that you you felt like, or at least I felt like, I'm like, ooh, this stage is really big for this Dallas team right now. You know, this is, this yeah. is one of those learning moments. Hey, series tied 2-2, three-game series. You're on the road facing the best team in the league. You know, it's the biggest stage of their NBA careers for almost all of those dudes, right? Like, this is the biggest NBA, you know, biggest NBA game in Luca's career so far. You know, this is so, I mean, you could argue the game seven, you know, against the Clippers, but this, I mean, this second round, this is almost bigger than that. So, I don't know. It, it's just not, not much went right for Dallas tonight. No. Um, somebody, a Mavs writer, is, is, Cato or is talking. This is a good or, start. <laughs> I know, right? Somebody made the analogy that the Mavericks were playing. I think it was is talk was making the analogy that the Mavericks were using guerrilla warfare, where you just like have to just, you know, throw whatever you can out. And honestly, I'm just like <laughs> this was one of those where, like, the reason why you have to do guerrilla warfare is because the other team is so much better than you and built so much better than you, has more talent than you, and all that. You have to come up with these different advantages and somehow take Chris Paul out of the game. And Bullock, I thought, still did a really good job on Chris Paul, at least through the first half. You and I were texting about that during yeah. the game. Bullock did a good job. We thought, I mean, they were at least doing it. They had been taking Aiton out of the game the last couple of games, and that didn't happen in, in this game. He was able to get to some stuff. Um, but all of a sudden, when when... You know, when those things that like you try to cause chaos and all those different things that you try to do to mess up a game when you're overmatched, when those things start falling by the wayside, then all of a sudden it, it just starts its domino effect. And it's just like all those things stop working because the maps have to have all those things working to win yeah. games. And they did in game three and four. They, it worked. They played their defense. They took, they, you know, Chris Paul got taken out or was taken out or <laughs> the maps took him out of the game, whatever you want to decide to say that. Aiton was out of the game because he just wasn't playing aggressive. And in this game, he he honestly didn't even have to be that more aggressive. You could tell from the from the jump that he wanted to be more aggressive. He had that uh, offensive foul. He started at 18 feet, like, like the first possession of the game, and he yeah. just rammed right into Mac, right into Dwight Powell. It was an offensive foul, pretty yeah. obvious one. And you could Derek, tell Derrick Henry tried to get through the line right there. And you could tell he was going to try to be a little bit more aggressive in this game. Um, man, he only he only ended up playing 22 minutes. But but he only played 22 minutes. But I thought that was a tiny a, a tinkering for Phoenix too. Of hey, it, like you got to get DeAndre Ayton the ball. Like if you have DeAndre Ayton on your team and you want to pay him big money this offseason, yeah. I mean we don't know if they want to pay him or not. But it's like he had 20 points in this game. I know he only had nine boards, but 20 points oh, but is different than 22 four, minutes. <laughs> yeah, 20 points at 22 minutes. You know he he had a 
he had more of a presence or impact on this game than those, you know, games three and four. Let's For talk sure. about coming up in the third segment. Let's talk about Dwight Powell. You you sent out a tweet you know, at the end of the game. I mean, we we know your Mav State media. We know you love <laughs> to take up for Dwight. Why why is Dwight coming up next? We'll tell oh, you why Dwight Powell is the Michael Gallup for for the Mavs. <laughs> Leave it to you to like set up a really good tease and then just punt on it late. We'll talk about all that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar, guys. Sources say, ooh. Let's go. One of our favorite bars may be coming back for a limited time. A very limited time. You got to check built.com. One of our favorite bars we keep talking about uh, may be coming back for a, a very limited time. But if you're on the website right now, you can get the Churro Puff, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar, and a bar covered in 100% chocolate with marshmallow in the middle. Delicious. Great. I eat them all the time. Probably going to order some new ones soon. I've, I've completely run out of Built Bars. Um, you can go get them at Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED, the number one and the number five, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your entire order. Their website says it really big and bold. 100% real chocolate, 100% delicious, and I 100% agree with that. Go to Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your entire order at Built.com. All right, Isaac, explain to me why Dwight Powell was such a big problem in this game. <laughs> no, no, I'm so, asking, I'm asking no, you because so, because fans were talking a lot about Dwight was, during the game. And there was I, a lot of talk about Dwight Powell in this game, and by fans, and I understand fans being frustrated, fans being upset, but it Twi- really Twitter fans, which is sure. which is a smaller, uh, you know, it uh, really took me back to like moments in the regular season when people complained about Dwight Powell, and I was like, man, we haven't had this much. Complaining about Dwight Powell in a long time for the Mavericks. Like, not even game one and two did people complain about Dwight Powell this long. Dwight played seven minutes in this game. So I said, he's he's clearly not the main problem for this Mavericks team in this game. They've won two games against this Suns team. It's possible. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. I, I I didn't believe, and then the Mavericks proved me dead wrong for two games. But but Nick, the Mavs lost by 30. Those seven minutes. <laughs> and then they... And th- but the Mavericks prove they can win against the Suns team. And so for Dwight Powell to play seven minutes, he can't be the main problem. There's other things that had to have gone wrong. And so for that to be the main complaint. Now, you know, he played seven minutes. He played three minutes in the third quarter. And people were saying, well, he played three minutes, and that's when the Suns started building up their momentum, and then that's when they went on the run. Maybe. I don't know if I believe in momentum that much to say that it starts in a three-minute period and the Mavs lose the game in those three minutes. Like, is that how it works? I don't know. I've seen this Mavs team come back from down 10, down 18 at times in this game. Now, I think I've said that like eight times now. Now, is center a problem for the Mavericks? Yes. We. How long have we yeah. said it's a problem for the Mavericks? Two series in a row now we've been saying, oh, this is not a series for Dwight. His minutes have gone down. He's literally literally just, every game. Now he's under eight, you know, eight minutes. He's literally just playing, and the reason why he's still playing is just to give Maxi some time, right? Like Maxi can't play forty-eight minutes. Dwight is literally just playing to play a little defense on Aiton to go out there and maybe catch a lob or two, you know, to and then to just give Maxi some time because Maxi can't play forty-eight minutes, and the Mavs have no other real options. Yeah. And that's the reason why Dwight's playing. So to me, he wasn't the main problem for sure. Um, but it is a it is a Mavs roster problem, and we've we've talked about it for a long time. It's a problem. I'm waiting to see how big of a problem that that's what I've been waiting on. Of like, 
Hey, yeah, it's it's a problem. But like if they go to the conference finals, is it a massive problem? I don't know. Let me figure that out. Yeah. Which could um, still happen. <laughs> which could still happen. Um, I, I've joked about the Dwight thing. I'm with you on it. Like, is Dwight amazing? No. Is he a, a small a smaller reason why they lost this game? Yeah. He was We're, bad. His minutes were bad, right? I'm yeah, not, I'm not, it's I'm not, not great. <laughs> I'm not sitting up here, Mav State Media, being like, oh, come on. Do you guys not see the value that Dwight Powell is bringing to this game? Like, I'm not doing that, right? I'm just saying it's not the you biggest problem. You see those problem. pixie sets? That's, I'm <laughs> going against myself assists. here. But, <laughs> screen screen assists. Assists. but I'm with you on the sense of, like, <laughs> we can't be that much an uproar over a 30-point loss when a guy played seven minutes and 34 seconds. Okay, no, I'm so just, I'm just it'd be different. that. It'd be different if this guy was rolled out for 32 minutes in this game and he was a minus 24 and we're like, dude, this was huge. Like, I could understand the backlash on that. Um, Can we talk about Devin Booker just real quick? So I'll try. (laughs) You know, if they're playing Giannis, let's just say this. If the Mavs are playing Giannis. If the the Mavs are playing Giannis and the Bucks and, you know, Giannis – bully balls Luca in the post and or whatever it is and he falls on the ground and you know he makes he look he stands over Luca or he's like he's flopping or he makes fun of Luca. I'm not gonna really say a ton, right? Because Giannis doesn't flop. Like Giannis is like gonna play his basketball. He's gonna yeah, I think do the Celtics his thing. would disagree with you in this series because the series is nuts between those two teams, but for the most part, he does not. Not nearly as much as Luca. Wait, or Celtics fans are complaining that Giannis flops all the time? No, that he that he does flop. Okay. Anyway, I'm not gonna look at him and be like, bro, you're such a like, are you like are you aware that you do this all the time and now like you're making fun of like somebody else? I'm not sitting here even arguing that Luca is isn't a flopper. Like Luca sells stuff too. Like he was all just laughing with Chris Paul the other day. He sells, he flops too. Like I get all of that. But the Devin Booker stuff just makes me it makes you almost like laugh because I'm like, bro, do you have awareness? Like we all know people in our life that you're like, bro, you mean they really don't have like they're the least aware person I've ever seen. They start talking and, crap about one of your other friends, and you're like, "Damn, like you don't even have your life together." Like, what are you? I, know, I was like, about? "What? What's going on?" <laughs> and it's like this guy, like that dude's so, so fat, like dude, like <laughs> Booker is so talented, and he he was so efficient. I literally felt like every shot he was taking, and I was going in. But the dude, every time he drives, is throwing the head up. You know, I'm like, bro, your neck has to hurt at you know tonight, and. He's flopping. He does this thing. He's he's learning from Chris Paul. He like, sells he, calls. He, he got that, that that flagrant foul from Dorian was oh my like, god. How much? I mean, fifty percent, seventy five percent. Booker selling the call, and he got it. He got the call. He lays on the, the ground. Call, you got to lay on the ground now. Like, and that that's league wide. I tweeted that out. It's like that's yeah, a league wide thing. It's not a Suns thing. It's like, gotten bad. You got to just lay on the ground because that will make them review it. That will impact the 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 call. But it's just like. Joe Borgia, the the, the referee, like the, the head, one of the head referee guys that gets on the broadcast and like talks and explains this is why the referees came to this decision, flagrant one, flagrant two. He said, he said, well, the way that he took the foul was was one of the reasons why they're looking into this. The way he took the foul, what does that even mean? That, that's literally yeah, just yeah. like selling the call. And he, he, you know, he he got the foul call, so good for him. But I I know you don't like when I say this because you're in a different camp of this. But this is the soft league now. And like, soft. because I, I do lean more towards old school stuff, missing the, some of the old school parts of games of the physicality well, of it. 
You had Reggie Miller muted, but Reggie Miller, when that foul first happened, he goes, that's a good hard playoff foul. Like, Reggie Miller's gotten fouled way worse than that. It wasn't a flagrant. Nothing about that was flagrant foul. Like, he is on. But, once again, that that foul didn't determine the game, okay? No, <laughs> like, not we're not trying to say that. It's just, it's frustrating when you see a guy like Booker that's so good that flops all the times and sells the calls and all this stuff. Then when he he's laying on the ground and he rolls over laughing, we've all seen the clip by now, and he says the Luca special. And it's like, bro, like, obviously, like, I don't if know. Anything, if anything, it's, it's a, the Chris Paul special. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the thing. It's like, is it a jealous thing? Are you jealous of Luca? Like, what? why are you, like, why Why is the uncalled shot there whenever you do this all the time? And that that's just, that's the part that makes Booker such a, you know, an easy target for people to dislike. And it's unfortunate because he's so dang good. A great deal like, for this series for Max. Like, bro, like, Chris sure. Paul is moving towards the end of his career and Booker's like, let me catch that that baton for you. I will carry this as the seller, as the flopper, and as the you know the really good, you know, player, really talented player that will that will sell. So um, it's just it's just unfortunate. But yeah, you know, Booker book I I I I'm not gonna sit here and complain about Booker flopping because Luca flops a lot too and Luca's no, no, calls I, and all. I said that. I'm just saying the I would say the same thing if if Luca is standing up or he's saying, "Oh yeah, Devin Booker special flopping." I'd be like, "All right, come on, Luca. Like you flop all the time too." It's the fact that th- it's that person flops all the time and sells stuff so so bad. It's like you you can't really say something about somebody else like that. Take a shot. You know, there's a difference between telling the ref or a courtside fan like, "Hey, that's a flop" type of thing, but he's like the Luca special, like joking, like this is the, just the Luca thing. Come on, that's that's just childish really soft he's soft soft there you go sure you want to talk All about Dwight Powell four. some more <laughs> um do we have to talk about anything else Frank Frank Nilekina shout out uh, to Josh Marquise, Green Marquise Chris and Bismack Biombo got into it after the game and Bismack they both got ejected because Bismack Biombo tried to dunk what you know with like what two seconds left in the game Marquise Chris took offense to it I yeah. I, I tend to just be like whatever just let the guy dunk you already lost like you, your team lost the game why are you upset well because of some unwritten rule to not run the score up i, I tend to not care about that but marquise chris didn't like it and so he he turns around and goes you know starts jarring at at bismack and then bismack comes back at him and then they both get ejected the referee comes up and just points in two different directions like you guys are out of here just immediate ejection didn't even like think about it there's only two seconds left bismack starts running down the tunnel and then all of a sudden marquise chris starts running down the same tunnel yeah. And everyone was confused, was trying to figure out what was happening, and this incredible camera angle that hopefully you've seen by now, down the hallway of Bismack Biombo, like turning the corner, and then all of a sudden Marquise Chris's head like pops out from around the corner and starts yelling at him in the tunnel. He yells at him for a little bit, and then he like walks back, and then he goes back to his locker room. Nothing really came from it. I'm sure Chris, there will be Chris played in Phoenix, so he I'm knows sure there that. will be some blog somewhere that wonders if he went through a secret tunnel to try and like you know, to, to try and go at Bismack Biombo and try to get at him. So beware of those blogs out there. But, but yeah, nothing did really happened. Did Chris it. fight Biombo post game? Read here. Honestly, I don't know if I'd ha- I don't know if I'd pick Marquis Chris in that fight. <laughs> Bismack is like the sturdiest um, dude. <laughs> but like Marquis Chris has legit been warned by the league for his like on court antic stuff. Like there's a world yeah. that like. The next big thing like that for Chris, he's getting suspended a lot of games because is, he has oh, it. Wait, wait, hold on. Here we go. 
is that the reason why Jason Kidd won't play Marquise Chris in the series? Because it's too tense and you can't trust him out there? <laughs> can't trust him not to fight somebody. I, I think you can't In trust- this game, they may have needed somebody to fight somebody. Uh, two, so one thing I, uh, I am a little worried about, we got to see, he was on the bench at the end of the game, but Reggie's health, you know, he had that weird kind of knee thing at the end of the game yeah. there. You know, it didn't look like there was hardly any contact on it, but he went straight to the locker room. He was on the bench towards the end during the Chris thing. You saw him over there cheering. So that's at least a good sign that he's he standing up. Like, he yeah, he's standing up. So hopefully he's good to go with that. I think we can talk about this a little bit more tomorrow. But yep. if you want to look at the, the po- uh, one other positive angle to this is another one. The Mavericks are about to go at least six games against the Suns. And Spencer Dinwiddie's been a no show. Awful. And it's like we haven't given him enough blame in this pot. He was so bad in this game. So bad. The moment looks a little bit too big for him. Yeah. But it's it's honestly kind of wild, though, that like he's gave him nothing, basically. And in in this game, he had, you know, he had that one game where he had 20. But it's like he's had a pretty bad series. And Dallas is going to take this Suns team to at least six games, possibly seven, possibly win the series. And Dinwiddie hasn't had, you know, Dinwiddie's not averaging 18, 19 points in, in the Dinwiddie series. Dinwiddie didn't have 20 against the Suns. I thought he had 20 a few. 8, 11, 4, 10. And tonight he had 2. That's okay. his point total. I guess in, I was thinking about that last year. No, you're thinking about, yeah, he had he had a couple 20-point games in the in the Jazz series. And he okay. had 19 in that closeout game against the Jazz. But, no, he's he's been a no-show in this series. Like, yeah. I was trying to give him credit last series because he wasn't efficient, but he was at least producing. He's not producing in this. And he just looks like – like, there are so many moments in the game I pull my hair out because, like, the Mavericks have done everything possible. They've set all the chess pieces. And so the center, Bismack or Aiton or whoever, is pulled out to either the right wing or, like, next to him or something to where if – as long as Dinwiddie just gets past – the defender in front of him, then there will be a guard that comes over and helps, like Chris Paul or Bridges or somebody, and he's just got to beat them to the to the one side of the rim, and he just doesn't do it, and he just pulls up for threes, and it just doesn't make any sense to me uh, yeah. the way he's playing right now. It, the moment does look a little bit too big for him, which is really unfortunate for the Mavericks because he had been a pretty big game player for them during the regular the end of the regular season. Yeah, and before you have any doubts about the KP trade, if you, if some of you are out there, no, because Bertans is basically giving you uh, what KP did last year. Bertans is eleven uh, of eighteen for three in the series. Do you want to take a guess how many threes KP hit against the Clippers last year in six games Oof. when he, he was just eight. standing in the corner? Yeah, he had eight threes. He was eight of twenty-seven from three in that series. So, uh, Bertans has already hit three more threes than KP did all series against the Clippers. Obviously, KP does a little bit more, but. I, uh, you do that trade ten out of ten times. There's these, zero. These regret. two guards would hunt KP mercilessly. Like yes, yes. All the all the times they're hunting Luca on defense right now, they would hunt KP every single. Th- Think about the way that when the Mavericks played um, the Nuggets and Jamal Murray like in the bubble. And remember when Jamal Murray just went at Porzingis over and over and over again. Yeah. It just would have been that over and over and over again. These two guards, right? Right now the Mavericks don't have guys besides Luca, I guess, for being you know tired and tired and slow that yeah. those two guards can hunt like that mm-hmm. you know they've been they've they've made their roster up why Boban's not playing guys <laughs> but yeah but he would have been doing that so i just wanted to point that out there because i know the dinwiddie stuff he's been a no-show and it's like i feel like there'd be some fan out there be like oh this is the low-hanging fruit i gotta go for it what about <laughs> kp and it's like no sorry no not it's not no. um wash mm-hmm. your hands clean of this this was the 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 wor- one of the honestly I think the worst offensive game the Mavericks have played because this is the the first game since the trade that they've played this offensively bad like just 
all-time worst game for the Mavericks. Game six at home should be a really, really fired up crowd. Get should those be, tickets, baby. Should be a really motivated Luka and Brunson and everybody to be able to get this game back and make it a game seven. And then in game sevens, honestly, anything can happen. Anything. An anything ankle tweak. Hey, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that can happen. There it is. Guys, tomorrow we will be back breaking down some more what the Mavericks need to do in game six to bounce back. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen. Now make your second listen. Locked On NBA with John Corrales and Jake Madison, two of my favorites. Biggest stories around the NBA Monday through Friday in 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. It's Locked On NBA. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom!